Welcome to The Indigenous Approach, a podcast where we examine the role of the nation's premier partnership force across the competition continuum, from cooperation to conflict and everything in between. In this episode, Master Sergeant Chris Copper and the team continue a great conversation on the positive approaches to dealing with stressors. If you haven't heard the previous episode, pause here and play Canic Conversations Part 1. Here's part two of their conversation. And I think a a lot of people are afraid of it being a a contagion or if you talk about it, then people are going to think about it. Um, But from what I've found, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the lack of talking about it or the lack of avenues of constructive discussion about it. Um, So that's where I think we could shift that belief or maybe even creation of people having situations where they end up in situations like this, um, being able to have those conversations of it is a normal thought to have. It's what you do with the thought after that really counts. The 100%. I mean, that's just it and kind of, you know, thoughts, we can't control our thoughts, right? Thoughts come and they go, right? And but we have and, weird thoughts. And we do. We have very weird thoughts. And the thing is, we often get so wrapped in our heads that we think we need to give attention to every thought that we have. And the fact of the matter is absolutely not. Because if that was the case, I would have robbed a bank many, many, many times. (laughs) Right? I would have done a lot of things. But the fact of the matter is these thoughts aren't as abnormal, as out of the ordinary as most people want to truly admit. I think they would admit it, right? But they're not going to admit it to someone else. I think that's really kind of like being okay with, oh, shit. So this isn't – again, I'm not crazy. Right? But now what do I do with that? Because obviously something caused me to get to that, have that thought come up. So do I need to address it, right? Do I need to do some, take a step back, do a little self-assessment, do some self-maintenance, reach out to someone because, you know, check it out. I probably have been drinking more than I should lately. I have been engaging with my wife or my kids or, heaven forbid, I'm not trying to, my ex-wife will fucking hate that lady, right? That kind of thing, right? I just want to, don't want to talk to anyone, but reach out. I mean- all these things are going on, right? They don't – we tend to focus on the, the bad. We tend to focus on the worst case. And that's the way our, our, wire, our brains are wired, right? But it's like, wait a minute. Why am I doing this? Is this shit healthy? It's not. It's, it's driving me further into my head, further into this rabbit hole that, I, that is not – there's nothing good down there. So what do I need to do? These thoughts, they're coming in. I just don't need to give them as much attention. Uh, you know, and I think that that's a, a great point to – because of the, the – the, the time frame we're in, you know, we, we say this all the time, understand your operational environment. And for the first time, our operational environment's changed. We're not, we're not preparing for a deployment. You know, we're not preparing for an Afghanistan uh, rotation. And, you know, hey, the bottom line is we've done some things. We've seen some things. We've, we've experienced some things. Been a lot of great things. Uh, you know, there's been a few, few bad things. There's, it's all the perspective of the individual. But the reality is, is we've done some extraordinary stuff this last 20 years. And when we get in our head, compiled on, you know, X, Y, or Z that you've seen, done, experienced, that can start to cloud the reality, the, the, the operational environment that, that you're in, that we're in right now. And it just goes back, circling back to the beginning, you know, the importance of making clear decisions by voicing and getting some of this emotion out, whether it's morbid thought, suicide ideation, anger, uh, you know, just pissed off rage to a productive outlet 
So you can basically reconsolidate, reorganize, and re-engage and be the best versions of yourself as you continue to serve in the United States military, as you continue to transition out into the civilian world and move on to your next thing in life. Because we, we've, we've got so much to offer. You know, America has so much to offer and you know, we've really done some great things for America. Not to sit here and pump ourselves in the back, but that's just the facts. And making sure that we understand the proper ways to do it as opposed to the, you know, the unproductive manners uh, that cause you know, second, third effects for yourself, for your family, you know, uh, for your country. Because regardless of which side of the political aisle you fall on, you know, it's, there's so much polarization out there, left, right, you know, um, pro, you know, all the evacuees out versus, you know, whatever, I'm over that country. You know, get the shot. Don't get the shot. You, you know, there's so much just polarization that we can't do that in our ranks because we are a tight band of brothers and sisters, you know, uh, and we, we, our country has relied on us, you know, for a few hundred years now, but especially these last 20 in our generation. And it would be a true tragedy to the Afghanistan conflict if we lose the faith and trust in the American people, you know, something, uh, Sergeant Major Matt Parrish down at SOCOM and I were talking about yesterday, and he brought up a great point. You know, the American people, regardless of left or right, they trust the military. They still trust the military. When we start infighting, we start getting out there and, you know, getting our news correspondent, you know, uh, opinionated uh, stance on while we're still in service. We're just going to start adding to the polarization. And that's when we lose the faith of the people. And that's when we've truly squandered the job well done we've, had, we've done. Remarks complete. <laughs> I, I think uh, I'd like to end kind of on my thoughts about motivations, right? You know, everybody joined the military and, and joined, volunteered for SF or, or wherever you're at for whatever reason it was, you know, God and country or whatever. Um, and I think it's okay to be disappointed and to have joined for one reason, but realize it's not what you thought it was going to be and to adjust from there and have different motivations. Um, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, my feelings about Afghanistan, my, the reason I wanted to go to Afghanistan the first time was a lot different than the reason I wanted to go the last several times. Right. And 100%. frankly, I'm here and I'm still, uh, doing the SF thing cause shit's fun. And, uh, honestly, a lot of my motivation for doing, especially the more recent trips was because shit's fun and we get to do fun stuff with people I like and enjoy. And I'm worried that that when that goes away, I'll have less fun to be honest for me. Um, and I think it's it's uh it's all right to be disappointed. I think when you pull behind a curtain, you know, if you think uh if you join because you thought going to military freefall was gonna be awesome, then you went to military freefall and it wasn't awesome. Uh for example, it's all right to be disappointed and uh grass isn't always greener, it's just different grass sometimes. Um and that's life. And I think uh, a lot of the folks in our ranks are just in that part of their life where they're discovering new things. They left the nest, so to speak, and now they're in the military and they're transitioning from the military to civilian life. And 
there's a lot of doors being opened and curtains being looked behind uh, just in this period of people's development. And you're going to have some disappoint, disappointing times. And uh, my in, in message and reminder to myself and in message to anybody listening, you know, is to focus on what you can control and focus on the things around you, what you can touch and don't get too bogged down in, in uh, things that are out, out of your scope. So much like all that stuff you get at CIF, the GIP, you know, you get just in duffel bags and bags and you toss it up in, you know, that spare room and it's just overwhelmingly cluttered. But once you finally find the time to go through that and put stuff you want in this bag and the stuff that you're never going to touch in this bag and the stuff that you can you know, get rid of in this bag and you get it all organized, how, 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 how good that feels. You know, and that's, that's, that when you just said that made me think of that little analogy. Yeah. No, I, John, I appreciate the, the disappointment, right? I'm going to say this. I'm not trying to oversimplify it, right? But most of us were all kids once, right? And when we fu- suddenly once. realized, right? <laughs> I don't know. Chris was a long time Talk ago. Talk to my wife. Yeah, right. So I'll tell you, I'm still a kid. But I have a nine-year-old, right? Let's, put it, let's give it this, right? So he, he found out that the tooth fairy doesn't exist. And the kid was fucking devastated, right? But guess what? It's a month later, and the tooth fairy doesn't exist, and he's okay with it. I mean, so that disillusionment, that disappointment, he was able to work through it, right? We find out that, you know, the Easter Bunny isn't real, right? Santa isn't real, whatever your beliefs are, whatever that is, right? But we work through it as people, as kids, right? And the first breakup you have with a significant other, you work through that. And I think that's a key point. Like right now, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say that this is any more or less meaningful, but we've all been through disappointment. John, I appreciate you bringing that up, right? It's what do we do with that, right? Because that's, that's no shit. That's resilience, right? Mm-hmm. That's bouncing back, exactly. right? And it's not, let me fucking, again, bite my down my mouthpiece and push through it, but let me take a step back and allow myself to feel this fucking sucks. Turn it into fuel for the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like this sucks. Perseverance. How, how do I learn? What is the lesson? Is there something here that I can gain from this? Right. It's not fuck. This sucks. And then focus on the bad. It's like, all right, this is kick my ass. Right. Shit. What do I learn? How do I stand up, dust myself off, recalibrate and kind of reengage what's next? And I'm looking forward to what's next. Right. It's having an open mindset. I'm ready for the new. I'm ready for the challenge. And what's going to be, but fucking I'm down for it. Most dudes did that when they went through the Q course, right? They didn't exactly know. They probably got the G2 on the, on the you know, SFAS, but they were down for whatever. And now all of a sudden that they've become a master at it, like you said, they've, in that developmental change, developmental stage in their life where they're changing, right? as we get old, we don't like change, right? But we can embrace change because change is going to be, be good. It's going to happen. But we got, we got to be ready for it, right? And I think that's, it's that we have to enable ourselves or allow, not enable, allow ourselves to feel that emotion, in a product in a healthy manner, right? Reach out to the dudes you trust. Talk about that. Work through that shit. Realize that if you're out there listening, you're probably not going through it alone, right? There's a lot of dudes out there struggling. There are a lot of peer-to-peer groups out there, right? Totally off the radar. And go reach out, connect with them. Um, talk with them. They're out there. Work through that stuff. Chat about it. And you'll probably realize that if you got 10 dudes in a room, Nine out of ten dudes feel damn near exactly the same way you do. And now you've got a support group. Now you've got a band of brothers. Now you've got a team that's not maybe part of your team, right? But it's a different team that you're associated with, right? And I think that's, you know, if anything, it's out there. Don't be afraid to engage. Don't be afraid of the emotions that you're feeling. It's fucking normal. Um, and don't be afraid that those emotions are going to do anything bad, right? They're just their thoughts. Don't, don't think, don't believe all the thoughts you have, but 
recognize that they're, 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 that they're there and allow yourself to feel them, man. And that's, that's kind of my wrap-up, Chris. John, I just I had one follow-up. You said there's so many other stressors or things that are stressing people out. Yeah, I mean, from, from the guard perspective, right? Um, so just wave tops on that. I'm, I help guys manage their guard SF ambitions. That's, you know, the training, the formal training times that we have, uh, the missions and J sets that we get tasked with, and the schools that they want to do, right? But they're also managing a full-time civilian career families. and families. And there's kind of two different guys that come to the group uh, or to the ODA. There's the guy more or less off the streets. Uh, so he's transitioning from the Q course to an ODA. And uh, then there's the guy coming from active duty to the guard. And their motivations, kind of back to motivations, are different. Typically, the guy coming from the Q course uh, wants to be an SF guy. What he really wants is to be an active duty SF guy. Um, and it's a lot of managing expectations and helping him line out his uh, his one, five, ten-year goals so that he can achieve his military goals. But he also doesn't go broke uh, because – it's not going to pay the bills. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of development and, and stress around that. I, the last guy who came to the team who fits in, in, uh, that category, uh, bought a, moved back to his home state, bought a fixer upper house with, uh, you know, his wife and relatively new kids. Um, was trying to transition back into his civilian job. So, he had kind of the weight of the world on top of him, uh, not to mention all the pressures of being a brand new SF guy and wanting to do a good job for the ODA. Right. Um, uh, so I, I would say that that's a lot of the stressors. And then on the other side of the coin, the guy coming from active duty, you know, the, t- the typical classic answer when I ask him, why did you join the guard is uh, I needed a break. And it's not the break that they probably had in mind. It's a certainly less military. You're going to spend a lot less time, um, in that year on orders for sure. Um, but it's still going to be a significant part of your, your year. Um, the, the, the looking back last year on the ODA, the dude with the least amount of days on orders was right around 80 days in a 12 month period. And then I had a couple guys doing uh, about six to seven months uh, of orders time. So juggling, you know, your family. That's that's you've probably pitched this as I'm going to leave active duty, join the guard, and take a break to your family. And uh, when they find out you're on orders for at least half the year, um, it's it's not it's not the break that you had intended, right? And uh, you know, those guys are again are dealing with the whole range of things, whether it's, uh, you know, combat stress, if you will, or, or dealing with, uh, their experiences on active duty and deployments or, um, you know, some, some spouses just don't like living in Fayetteville. Right. And there's pressure to like, get me out of here. And I see a lot of guys come to the guard with that being one of their primary motivations is I wanted to live where I wanted to live, but I still wanted to be, an SF guy and, uh, you know, managing all of that, I think is one of the unique challenges of guard life. I think you bring up a good point. A lot of times we think about all the stress, like 
COVID anxiety in the country, Afghanistan, combat deployments. But we're talking just general life, everyday life, right? Yeah. Family and the kids and the job and the yeah. house and trying to keep up with things and learning all, all, all kinds of stuff. Like you, how to deal with you, Sarah? Because guys want to go to Sifsic, so they're going to be gone for two plus months. Uh, but their employer doesn't want to hire them back, right? And uh, honestly, a lot of guys take a pay cut uh, going from active duty to guard because employers uh, employers want to pick up somebody who's going to be around. And that, when they're they they expect to hire somebody who will be gone uh, one week in a month, and that is not guard SF. Right. Thanks for that perspective, John. Georgia, any closing comments? No, and I um, appreciate the the time and the ability to have this conversation because I think it's extremely important. Um, but to go off of what you were saying, I've never met someone that's truly been alone, but I've met a lot of people that, honest to God, feel like they are. So just know that there's a lot of resources. If you don't have something right here and now that you can tangibly touch or access, there's peer-to-peer resources and all kinds of things. And if you don't know where to start, because there's a lot of resources to navigate, and that in and of itself can be a barrier, go to your HPW teams, and they can help steer you in the right direction. And I just have to reiterate, don't believe everything you think. Um, Talk with somebody. Give them the ability to challenge it. Because there's a lot of people out there that want to help. Um, and I know sometimes we run into situations where we get discouraged from being able to reach out because someone says something or maybe somebody does something the wrong way. But there's somebody out there that is going to be available to help you, and they want to help. And there's a lot of people out here who want to help. Um, and one of the initiatives that we have going with HPW team is – the grassroots component. So if you have ideas or things you want to see, get with your HPW teams and give them the ideas because we're currently working on how to create that and how to have it be sustainable and really effective. And I mean, Chris, you're part of the HPW team, right? So like you said, you had some comments, whatever that was. I mean, they can filter up through, through that mechanism that's if actually, that's available. I was actually going to – I didn't mean to steal that, man. No, 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 not at all. Shameless no, plug. No, I mean, hey, like minds think alike, right? You know? Birds of a feather. Right? That's right. Uh, exactly. The comments I received off the last uh, podcast were great. The feedback. And, you know, if you've got feedback, uh, you got some questions, you're looking for some resources, hit. you can hit me directly. And if you've got, you know, any, anything, you know, if you've got good or bad, you know, sustain and improve, you can send it my way. Uh, it's definitely appreciated. Uh, I hope this helps. And, uh, and hopefully we can uh, do this again. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Well, Chris, uh, thanks, and uh, thanks, uh, John, Larry, and Georgia for coming on. Um, you know, we will continue this, like I said, and uh, until we get told no, which I don't think will happen because uh, you know the, the climate right now, you know, is is uh, that this is this is a refreshing approach and this needed approach, and you know, the leadership I think is embracing this. Well, we see the leadership. We do see it up here. You know, we we fortunately at this command level we get to see this, and this is honest. You know, this wasn't a, hey, you need to drop this hook in here, guys. They care. The command gives a shit about the force. They genuinely do. And I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it time and time again. And that's not a, you know, company man, a bootlicking comment. That is a honest assessment of our command. They genuinely care. It's just that connection piece from the sky level up up here at the Death Star all the way to the stormtrooper at the bottom. This has been the Indigenous Approach. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Follow us on social media, and if you have suggestions for topics or guests, send us a message. 
Thank you for listening. 